Hey guys, welcome back to another great episode of NASCAR series. Sorry I'm late. I had to, I had to make sure or this had enough battery to do it. And I, and I scheduled for 8.30 and we're doing it a minute early. Okay, so, oh, let's go, go. Oh, I'm pushing on. You can push the train on. We're coming towards the end of the season. Okay, Mar let's hear about Martin Wilson's four packing Wanderer to lead to Champ Four. Xfinity Fastest Recap. Speed's worth celebrating. Well, that's a win. This is beyond Wi Fi. This is X Fi. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Father clock is ticking and time is about up. And we're racing at Martinsville. Going around. Oh, Creed goes around now after the contact. Oh, and Rhodes gets into the back of the four of Lassard. Oh, wow. Brent and Finger wins at Martinsville. Fourth win of the season. Xfinity Series racing again at Martinsville. Bossy Bossons come out. Straight up the racetrack. Harrison Burton, he'll go back to back with wins. The great flash for racing at Martinsville. Brent gets one and two. Has come out here at Martinsville. But William Byron has made huge contact. The back of his car shortened up dramatically. Oh, Harvick spins the 18. And Harvick is going to be out of the playoffs. Elliott wins at Martinsville. Win his way into the championship four. That'll win for the 19. Man, it sure was. Crazy what sets up Elliott. Oh, yeah, Truex late race battle. But Truex missed it out. Hey! Yeah! I switched to Geico and got more! Geico's got you covered! Look, <laughs> Houston, you seeing this? Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Geico Restart Zone this weekend from Martinsville. Crazy restarts. All day long, the bottom lane seemed to be the way to go, which was interesting to me because in the Xfinity and Truck Race, the outside lane seemed to work pretty well. But in Martinsville with the Cup Race, every single time the leader picked the bottom, and I think every almost every single time, uh, with the exception of a couple, the bottom seemed to prevail. That is historically what we see at Martinsville, but I thought we might see something different because of what happened with the Truck Race and the Xfinity Race. But on you know, this restart right here, once again, the bottom was the way to go. Got great launch. Launched in the Geico restart zone well. But you see the battle to get to the bottom after you run a few laps. You definitely want to get on the bottom. You definitely want to get yourself back to the bottom of the racetrack. And it was a huge fight for that all day long. As soon as you would get a hole where you could leave that top and get to the bottom, you would take it. Now, let's check this restart out. Both launched. Really good momentum from the outside. That is key. If you're going to make the outside work, you've got to enter turn one at least halfway ahead of the guy on the bottom. That's what happened on this restart. That's why he was able to make that outside lane work. It started, the pass happened in the middle of one and two, but it started in the Geico restart zone. Great launch. And when he entered turn one, he was already ahead of the car on the bottom. That's the difference. You've got to have positioning. So you, you can get your car to rotate and then pitch 
the car on the bottom down. That's what Martin Truex was able to do to Joey Logano. Just didn't give him any room on corner exit. That made it where Joey Logano was having to turn the wheel while he was accelerating. And it's hard to get the rear tires to hook up, and it's hard to get the front tires to turn when you're doing those two things at the same time. Now let's move further forward. It's getting dark. We're going to roll through the Geico restart zone. It's race winning time. It's possibility of winning a championship time. Great restart here by Corey LaJoy on much older tires, right? He launched in the Geico restart zone. Unfortunately, got penalized because he started too soon. But he was just trying to make something happen out there on old tires. And then watch what happens. He is on old tires. Had a good run all day. But just on old tires, didn't have enough speed. Chase Elliott knows he has to make something happen right here. Three wide on the bottom. Put Joey Logano three wide on the outside. Took that spot. And now Chase Elliott is running, running Martin Truex Jr. down. He had to get aggressive there. He had to make something happen. He couldn't wait for Corey LaJoy. There's not enough time in the race. There's a possibility to win this race and have a chance to win a championship for Chase Elliott. He knew it, and he took it. Great move by Chase Elliott. You know, a, a crazy race all day long. Chase Elliott in the battle all day, ended up winning. And I think potentially a career-defining a career moment for Chase Elliott. He now can go contend for a championship, and today's most popular driver could have a real shot in Phoenix to win a championship. Oh, yeah, and you know what else is tomorrow? That's now NASCAR-related election day, where we'll see who is the president. Will it be Donald J. Trump? Or Joe Biden. Trust me, I'm a Biden supporter, but a lot of other people are Trump. I mean, I dislike Trump, but other people can like Trump. Because we have the right, right to like whatever president we like. But now, let's get back to NASCAR. Fake text to the wintertime. Woo-hoo! Hey, busy, busy all day. Busy, busy all day. Raking the yard. Um, okay, Tuesday. Oh, jam-packed with stuff. Very busy, so busy. Just extremely disappointed. All the times to have a loose wheel. Well, at least it was on the correct side of the car. Believe this. I don't even know what to say. It's unexpected, man. Emily in Paris is so dude, yes or no? Hey, bro, just planned. I know you spent three days in Texas not knowing what time was. Well, it's thrilled. Well, Time to start thinking about Phoenix. I've been close to Martinsville before. So close in the sportsman like of you. I don't mind in games or anything like that. I want to be fair and ethical with you, the other drivers. Anyway, I have a great week and I'll, I'll see you at Homestead. Huh? OMG. Skilled veteran. I don't. Know how I'm going to beat you guys. Don't do it. You're like the big three. Why are you not replying? I can see you sitting several rows ahead of me on the plane. <laughs> so that's what it is. Now this is a good backseat drivers to do. What happened to Gavin Hardick? Literally what happened and how... It's so unexpected he didn't make the championship for that. He's presented by Mobile One. All right, good headlines, but all three of you said one name in particular, and that was Kevin Harvick. Let's look into our Mobile One Driver of the Week. Hard to believe Kevin Harvick is not going to be competing for a championship on Sunday. Merriman, 
what happened to the four? Why is he not racing for a championship? Okay, I'm loaded slow. I alluded to it in my headlines. It's it doesn't make sense when the 14 and the 10 are racing each other hard, moving each other out of the way for a top 10 spot. Cole Custer, he's a rookie. He's running top 15. Kevin Harvick's a nine-time winner. He's a former champion. He's got over 50 wins in the series. He's got a grandfather clock at Martinsville. I think they went a little too crazy on the setup. I think they tried something. Go tried and true. Go chalk. You got a 42-point cushion. Don't blow it. Uh, also hit uh, Kyle Busch a little bit too late. If he'd have bumped him in the corner, went around him, he could have you know, got a tie and advanced. So just a lot of things went wrong for that four car. They tried something. It didn't work. For me, Kevin Harvick and Martinsville was not an isolated incident. And I say that because, yes, Kevin Harvick had – a dynamic, awesome first round of the playoffs. But outside of that, other than Kansas, he really has not had the type of playoffs that we would have expected based on him winning the regular season championship. In fact, Kansas is only top 10 in the second and third rounds of the playoffs. So I think it's a combination of them just kind of coasting during the playoffs, thinking that they had this buffer, as well as the other teams that are running for a title bringing their game up. So they bumped their game up. Kevin Harvick kind of coasted. And we don't see the four in the playoffs. How can anyone ever get tired of candy? Kevin Harvick had a lot of candy during the year. Winning races, celebrating, victory lane. Seemed like he got used to it. Thought it was going to come all the time. I agree with both of y'all on how y'all thought himself. When you win nine races in a year, you're the top crew chief. You know you have the setup for every track. Every track you have the ability to win. Why would you try something different? Why would you go out of your comfort zone? I'm not saying they did that, but as you said, when you see Cole Custer and your same cat running top 15, you see Kevin Kyle, uh, Kevin Harvick running in uh, lackluster back in the 20s. Not only that, when you hear commentators tell you, hey, his car looks lower in the corners compared to everybody else, something is different. Not only that, Kevin Harvick did not just forget how to drive in Martinsville, okay? So with that being said, that was one of the biggest disappointments for Kevin Harvick. At the end of the day, you're only as good as your last race. Yeah. And how about another backseat driver's car? This was one I didn't really talk about just yet. Jackman saves, gives Elliot chip chances. That was almost a penalty. That would have almost kept Elliot from winning, but he did. Challenging pit box at Martinsville, period. 
for some fact, it is on a curve. So it's almost a blind curve. The driver just, boom, appears, and you have to jump. I can understand why he jumped early at the same time. That's when instinct kicked in. You cannot, you cannot convince me for one second that uh, Tyler said, I mean, TJ said he knew to touch that wall after he jumped too soon and go back. It just happened instinctively. We are working in tenths of a second as a pit crew. So therefore, you don't have time to think. You have to trust in what you practice. Trust the position your coaches and your team put you in. And that is why the front runners run up front and the team that don't run up front do not. For the simple fact that the cream rises to the top and you can never have a flawless left, uh, race on the pit, in, in the pits. Never. You always make a mistake. When you come in first, all you want to do is maintain, not beat anybody else. So luckily, that did not happen on the money stop. And that nine car, coupled with Chase Elliott, you know, and, and I agree with what you said. This was a, a coming, a time of coming for Chase Elliott. which shows you that when the pressure hits, I can step up, put my team on my back. And when I watched that race last night, I couldn't help but to think of my, Jimmy Johnson. You know, my years at Hendrick Motorsports, when Jimmy went seven times, six, six, four in a row championships, his picture was not the best. It was not the best, you know. They, they put their driver in situations. I use Jimmy as a comparison because he won so many championships, and he was in a situation where he had to put the team on his back. He would leave four, lose four or five spots, put him in a situation. At the end of the day, that might be the motivating factor that unites a driver like that, especially with 500 miles. You need a little adversity to get the, the juices flowing. So very excited for the, not only Chase, but for that pick crew to handle adversity. They weren't, weren't the only ones to handle adversity, but they, were, they came out best out of, out of all the ones that were victims of it. All right, well, TJ might be changing his initials to MVP if the non-crew wins a championship in a week. Oh, I see. We are at the end of our time. See you tomorrow for another great episode on the NASCAR series.